So in the couple minutes we have remaining before we do a couple more songs together, I wanted to share with you just a little incident that happened to me this morning and how it pays for us to be on the lookout for God's revelations in our life because they can occur when we don't expect them. I read to you from Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. And leaving Nazareth, Jesus went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. We read as we began here in John chapter 1, we read these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not anything made was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Now notice this. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Is there light shining in your life? All of us who come to this one born in the manger can receive this light in our lives. So I want to show you a picture. And Jay got this together for us. I don't know how well you can see that, but this is a picture that I took this morning. Now in a portion of our house, and it's a little bit stretched horizontally because I took it portrait, but in a, in a corner of our house that you would think was at a point that was uh, totally removed from light, just a quiet little spot, uh, it, just before you turn left to go into the garage, and there's a little wall on the other side, so, so light doesn't necessarily shine on this spot. But it just so happened this morning as I, as I turned from the table after my breakfast and made my way back to the bedroom to get ready for this day, I noticed as I walked along that there was a beam of light from the rising sun shining past the walls, past the stairs, onto one spot. And in that spot, Alicia had placed a picture of the one who came to bring light to the world. There was no sun anywhere else, just, just this spot. And it glowed in that spot. And as I looked at that, I thought, truly, he is the light that shines in the darkness. Truly, he came into the world to save. So I took the picture, and I did a couple more things, and I came back, and just a few minutes later it was gone, because you know how the sun rises and, and the shadows move. 
but for a moment. It was though I witnessed the light coming into the world. Have you seen the light? John goes on. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Have there been moments where Jesus sought to reveal himself to you? But you were busy. You had things to do. You were not in the right frame of mind. You are not in a spiritual mood. I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of all of those. But what have we missed by not being on the lookout for the light wherever it appears? In the face of a child, in the kindness of a stranger, in a song, in morning light, shining on the mountains, in a cooling summer breeze, in the beauty of a fallen snow. Are you looking for the light? He came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What's amazing about that is, is Jesus is called the Son of God. But in believing in Jesus, we are given the right to be called sons and daughters of God. And when we do that, a light comes on in our hearts. You might have noticed early in the service, I had failed to turn on the lights. The lights behind me, the, the beautiful lights. But by means of technology, Mark and Diane just happened to be watching in Maryland and texted me as I sat on that stool very carefully telling me, no doubt with Diane's coaching, exactly where the power strip was to turn on the lights. And how blessed we are that she took time to do that because look how nice it is. But I noticed something else. I noticed that there were little candles. And as I sat there pondering, I thought, you know, these aren't on. Maybe these are us. We're surrounded by the light. But somehow, we're not on. Maybe, maybe you're fancy. You look great on the outside. But inside, no light. Maybe you're simpler. Turns out we can all shine. 
if we let the light of Jesus shine in us. None of us are too simple. None of us are too important. None of us are too cynical. Jesus can find our heart, and he can turn on our light. There was another time that a great light came to men who might be described as this nice, but just a jar. A great light came to them. It came to them as they were with the sheep in the field on a dark night. Imagine yourself there on a hill. Maybe you've fallen into discussion about the Messiah and how long it's been. Will this, prophet, will this prophecy ever come true? When suddenly, without warning, an angel of light appears in the sky. We blow past that section just reading. It's part of the story, part of our memory, part of what we know. And they were sore afraid. For a long time, I didn't really understand the old English. Didn't know why afraid and sore necessarily went together. I think of sore more what happens to me after I exercise. But, but it meant very. And I think if I was out on a dark night and an angel appeared to me, I think sore afraid would be a good description. But the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So I'm going to invite our musicians to come back up, because we're about to engage in this experience through song. We're about to sing a, a classic Christmas song, Hark, the Herald Angels Sing. This is about that night. I pray that as we sing these words, the light of Jesus will come on in you and that you will shine and you will also be a light the world. Service as you are able.
quick word before we sing our last song. I hold in my hand what we used to call the hymnal. And then we got another one, and we have for the last 50 plus years called it the new hymnal. That's not really new, is it? I guess let's go with that. That makes me still new, so I like that. But I hold in my hand the church hymnal. Now, there's a Christmas song that you all know very well. But you would search the Christmas section, if you've ever looked through the hymnal, it's in sections. You would search from hymn number 99 through hymn number 113 and find lots of Christmas songs you're used to, but not one in particular. And that one in particular is Joy to the World. And you might think in looking at it, well, that is strange. Why did they leave that out? Well, actually, they didn't. It's included, but there's something interesting about it. You see, the ones who started this church that we continue to be a part of were sold out on the message of Jesus coming again. And I guess when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? And this particular song, Joy to the World, looked to them, yeah, Christmas song, great, but what if we turn it into a second coming song? So if you look at it in hymn number 189 in the section entitled His Second Coming, you will find this song, but the words are slightly modified. It goes, Joy to the World, the Lord will come. Let earth receive her king. Now, in fairness, it really is a Christmas song. I mean, it's adapted, the tune is adapted from the Messiah. But it's also true, Jesus will come again. So as we sing this, celebrate his first coming, but also anticipate his second coming. 